0: you see your athletes doing something good, or you really feel like they're doing a good job, praise them, right? We always talk about attitude and effort, but there you could praise, you know, Hey, I I noticed that you were in the cages and you were really making that adjustment with your back hip. You were really making that adjustment on those rise balls that goes so far.
1: let's go. I have asked a lot of you in an email or in the past episode that we just had last week to make sure you are here for this big announcement that is coming today on this episode. But first, Amanda Schaefer, who is the mental skills guru, is on the podcast today with me, and we are riffing about mental skills and what we are seeing with our athletes right now and their confidence. A lot of us feel that our biggest fear is letting our teammates and our peers down. So we are debunking why that is and what we can actually do about it so that we care a little bit less about what others think of us, but know how to go to our fears and go conquer them. We also talk about how we can repeat successes because a lot of us find success, but not enough of us are looking back as to why and how to repeat it. So let's take chance out of the game and let's figure out how to repeat it. We also are talking a little bit about being transparent and getting beating like beating around the bush is not something that's going to help us succeed and win. so how can we be a more transparent teammate, a more transparent coach and help us make our dreams and our goals happen? So we talk about those things and then at the very end, I'm going to share something for the very first time with you that makes my heart palpitate a little bit more, but I'm so excited for you to learn and know about because it's been on my heart for a while and you're finally going to get to know what it is. All right, let's just head into this episode now with Amanda. Amanda and I have literally just decided we are not going to call each other on the phone and talk about mental skills we are going to literally hop on a zoom and record this conversation and get it out into the world amanda Schaefer, what's back. up hey good to see you i lit. i literally feel like we're just on the phone chatting about athletes so i think i thought it would be kind of fun where you like the word riff and i'm using it now more but let's riff about what we've seen in our athletes from like a confidence perspective right now right here in this very moment so you are coming off of doing i think you've just done three confidence camps and you're doing another tonight take me through what's going on there what do you see what what do you what's going on with athletes
0: yeah right now the interesting thing is just recently on zoom i figured out you can do polls instead of just using the chat and so we've actually wait yeah there's like a section where you can they can click an option to do a poll where they choose a, B or C. Hmm. So we thought it would be really fun to put together something that we've always asked in our trainings is what's your biggest fear. And there's three common fears that every single athlete has. And it's fear of letting their teammates down, fear of Hmm. letting their parents down and fear of letting their coaches down. And the interesting thing about it is that it fluctuates a little bit, but do you want to know the winner every single time?
1: Fear
0: of letting their team down. Nailed it. It is. is. We're more afraid to let our peers down. And they're terrified to talk to their teammates about their fears, their negative thoughts. And so simply the the magic of getting these girls in the same room and they see girls across the country who have the exact same fears of them as them. Mm. Their teammates are, we're all thinking it, but we're not talking about it. So the Mm -hmm. more we can bring awareness to it, that's kind of been like well, it's, it's kind of an eye opener for us as coaches, but have you ever thought about it that way in your own journey or the girls that you're coaching?
1: Yeah. Like all the time, there's some sort of like vulnerability piece. That's hard to unveil. Like when you don't get your job done, it's like the worst feeling in the world, because now the person after you, you, you intentionally like have these thoughts of, Oh crap. I let her down. I hope that I hope that she can get her job done, even though I I probably gave her, you know, some sort of, you know, feeling of sadness now that I got out. I don't know. It's like I'm always conscious of people's feelings. Maybe that's just a female thing. Like if you did that poll for boys, I bet that I bet the answer. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. But there's something about the female psyche that we are also more competitive with each other, whereas males Mm. are willing to, you know, they can talk crap with each other and they're still best buds. There's a, there's a wall that goes up with females that we automatically compete with each other instead of Mm -hmm. letting down those walls, being vulnerable and sharing our fears, our our hopes, our dreams and unifying, I think simply by talking about it, we're going to break down a lot of those walls. But isn't that interesting that, um, you know, we think that way,
1: but we're also, When we talk to each other, we're not, it's very hard to be like hard on your friends that like, you know, they have more in Mm -hmm. them. Like, it's funny. My friend Chris Basami just sent me this reel on Instagram and it basically was talking about how your true friends, you're going to be mad at in the moment, but you're going to love in the long run, but it's your fake friends. You're going to love in the moment and then hate in the long run. And that's because your true friends are going to tell you exactly what you need to hear. And, like, feelings aside, like, this is what you need to hear because we expect more out of you because we know there is more in you. But the friends that you love now will hate later, they're always just saying, oh, you're doing great. Like, oh, my gosh, you look so good. Like, we're just so easy to be the easy friend. It's harder to be the hard friend.
0: Yeah. And so on the softball field, when someone says, you got this, or you bobble a ball, or you strike out do you give that honest feedback? I think, I think, yeah, that's what we're missing is there's two sides of that coin. Do you give honest feedback? But then the other side of the coin is, is if your best friend and your teammate is coming up to you saying, Ashley, you're going to get the next one. So what you struck out, you're an amazing hitter. You're going to get it next time. We don't even do that for ourselves. I don't like that. Well, here's, that's the thing is like, if you're going to say that to me Mm -hmm. in the dugout, I'm going to be like, you're a liar. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because in my head, because in my head, I'm like, I suck like yeah. I suck, you know um, this is very interesting because I think every athlete thinks differently, of course. but like in those moments where like I suck sometimes I have to tell myself I suck like hey, you are so bad at the high pitch figure it out you know it's almost like I I need I need a teammate that's gonna be like, yo, you make this play every day make the next one like get on like I like that type of feedback mm-hmm. more than oh, you're wonderful. Like, I don't, I don't respond well to that. I don't. Where are we going? Well, I think if you think
0: about their fears, right, of they're afraid of letting their teammates down, it's because there's this facade, right, of, well, does your teammate really believe in you? Does my teammate really believe in me? Or are they just blowing smoke? And so Mm -hmm. our biggest fear is we all tell each other, you're good, you got this, but do we mean it? Do we really mean it? And so their fear Mm -hmm is often clouded by letting each other down because how often are we radically transparent? Like you're craving that friendship that's willing to hold you on the line and give you honest feedback. Mm -hmm. What if we were radically transparent with our teammates? That would dispel that fear.
1: It would. They
0: absolutely would.
1: I need to take a moment for what you just said because that was good. Are we done recording now? I'm just
0: kidding. Okay, well, okay. Here's a challenge. It's true. Does that solve... the other two categories. So the other two categories are parents and coaches. What if parents and coaches were radically transparent with our athletes? And this is a hot tip for parents is if Mm -hmm. you admit to your athlete, Hey, I don't have this all figured out. Did you know that sometimes I'm terrified because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Parents are afraid of messing it up as a parent. Oh yeah. Coaches anguish over writing lineups. You may not think it, but Mm -hmm. that's not an easy job. They do. Coaches that care, they do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Even
1: umpires. Let me tell you, I just interviewed Victor Canales. He was a literally local umpire in ref where I lived when I was little. He now does like pro games and stuff. He says he stays up all night because of calls that he made and he knows he's Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Like, they care, man. They care. But no, along the lines of what you're saying, it's so true when it comes to transparency, when a parent, like, I, I'm thinking of my parents right now. My dad, he, when whenever he said, like, I was wrong, I was, like, almost taken back. Because I'm like, you're wrong, dad. You're always right. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, because I idolize right. my father. I idolize, um, or I have massive respect for my coaches. So when when one of them says to me, I was in the wrong we were working on this. We we should have been working on this. Like that was my bad coach, for example, told me to go, I shouldn't have gone or whatever. When they own that it's all of a sudden, this whole weight is lifted off my shoulders. Like I now have less pressure on me because I was putting pressures of whatever's going on in my head on me. When you did, when you weren't honest about that, you know what
0: I mean? So think about how, think about how our sport could change or think about how any environment could change as a coach or a parent on that side of it. If we know this about Mm -hmm. our athletes, that they are terrified to let us down. uh, Rhonda Ravel just talked about this on the podcast. If you see it, say it. We Mm -hmm. miss so many opportunities to communicate with our athletes. And when we don't communicate, negativity fills the void. Here's a perfect example. I love using this on my one-on-one calls. What do you automatically assume if you text somebody and they don't text you back? What do you assume?
1: They saw it. They left me on red. Yeah, They left
0: me on red. They don't like me. They don't want to talk to me, but there's other options. We automatically go to the negative. We just assume the negative of that situation when there could be 20 other possibilities, which is so funny. Cause I could like a I million, use my own advice, coach the coaches, facts
1: i mean the amount of times i respond to somebody a few days later
0: even you and i text
1: you right away if i most of the time there's times and here's where my adhd plays in i see it i don't have time to respond right now i forget about it for a week yeah but truly like our that's the our brains go in the
0: wrong place in those moments so over communicating radical transparency If you see it, say it. I'd love that. I will always remember that. If you see your athletes doing something good or you really feel like they're doing a good job, praise them, right? We always talk about attitude and effort, but you could praise, you know, hey, I I noticed that you were in the cages and you were really making that adjustment with your back hip. You were really making that adjustment Mm -hmm. on those rise balls. That goes so far. Mm
1: -hmm. I find that in the cage too. When I praise the adjustment, or the effort. And I think, again, I think it's not real about this, where it's like, stop praising people for existing. Praise people for the effort, you know? Like, that, because you you don't want to treat, and I think it was me trying to find um, ways to be good, like, as a parent, like, what to say to Barrett, you know, when he gets older. It's like, stop, like, it's it's one of those where it's, don't praise just the fact that you played praise the you dove for that ball and you missed it but like you went for the ball praise the effort and then you will see more of it I hope I'm getting this right the idea for parenting
0: so like I have a five-year-old a two-year-old and a one-year-old so if my two-year-old wants to get himself dressed and he's really frustrated by putting his socks on instead of saying you did it you got your socks on we're actually promoting a fixed mindset but if I say Mm. wow that was really hard but you didn't give up oh my gosh i get frustrated putting my socks on too that took you a long time but you didn't give up you stuck with it and now look so Mm. give me how would you relate that to your girls in the cages
1: yesterday i was hitting with a kid and she was rolling over everything
0: and i have this thing where if you
1: if you make the same mistake roll over, pop up, like the same exact hit, same exact mistake, more than three times you have a burpee. The only reason is because if you make it one, one time, who cares? Like that doesn't matter. Second time. All right. Like we haven't made an adjustment, but if there's not an adjustment by the third swing here mentally or your approach and you make the same thing happen, then we haven't taken, it. We haven't changed our plan or our approach. So if you make the adjustment within like hit number one or hit number two, and we make sure that third doesn't happen, that's where I praise you. So let's say she rolls over twice and the third one, she hits it, you know, somewhere to right side of the field. I'm sitting there saying, great job, way to make the adjustment. How did you do that? Amazing. So I'm, I'm having her verbalize, you know, okay. So I was noticing I was getting it out in front. So I made sure the ball got a little deeper. So like, that's, that's the stuff that I like to praise. I don't praise the dinger. Like, every once in a while, if, if a ball's hit really well, sure, I'm of just gonna, course. you know, stare at it and give that ball a moment, right? But um, the, the thing I think with our sport, I'm kind of going off on a tangent now, is, like, we praise the home run so much that, like... Girls hit home runs, and now they don't hit a home run for a year because they're like, "Oh my gosh, I have to make that happen." Well, again. And then they're left
0: wondering instead of, "I, I'm not. What's wrong with me? I'm not hitting home runs anymore. What's right. wrong with me?" They automatically assume the worst. Just back to what you're saying, before. exactly. Instead of,
1: what did you do prior to the swing? What was your approach? What were you saying to yourself? What was your self-talk like? What was your training that week like? Break it down. This is why I love journaling. And I love my notebooks because I have girls, you know, when they have a great game, like let's go back before the great game happened. What, how did it lead to that? Because that's the stuff that we need. We need to keep repeating, not the home run. The home run came by chance. You didn't try to hit a home run. It went over. The home run came from the preparation. The home run came from, you know, what you were saying to yourself. The home run came from what the heck did you eat for breakfast? You probably didn't have, um, (laughs) sugar yeah i was gonna i was gonna say like a mcgriddle i mean i used to eat mcgriddles but like it it all like everything played into the home run not just the hit not just the one swing
0: So, are you ready for this you're gonna love this i just recently started using this from one of my mentors and it is like the most perfect analogy it's bussin we're gonna use a cool term it's It's bussin uh so (laughs) we hang out with kids too much no i think (laughs) okay think about like if your daughter likes to bake, or if you like to bake, you can use this analogy as a coach, a parent, a player, whatever. The analogy that I have heard from my mentor is if you don't know how you created success, how can you repeat it? And you, you said that beautifully. And I probably butchered that quote, but let me use an analogy. Let's say that you make, and I'm a savory person, so I'm not going to use the example as cookies, but just bear with me. Let's say I make the most delicious bussin macaroni salad, boil my noodles. I'm like, Ooh, let's do some mayo, some lemon juice, some dill, some parsley, whatever. Right. It's it's delicious. And I just throw ingredients in. I'm not measuring. And it turns out to be the best macaroni salad I've ever made in my life. And I take it to the party and everyone starts asking me, AB, this is delicious. How did you make it? I have no freaking clue. Can't repeat it. If I had to go to that next party, you know, next week, hey, can you bring that recipe next week? I would be terrified. I don't, I can try, but I'm not going to feel confident mm-hmm. as I'm making that recipe. And so, how does that apply? Same exact thing that you said of, hey, I crushed it that game. I got good results. You may not always get those same results every time, but if you know your recipe for success, you're going to be much more likely to continue, continue, continue mm-hmm. on that trajectory of success. You're giving mm. yourself a higher likelihood because you're, you're finding what's working and you're repeating it ruthlessly. You're making your recipe and your recipe for macaroni salad is going to be different than my recipe. Cause you're a different hitter. You have different routines, different approaches, mm. different mentalities, different physicalities. It's like my favorite analogy. Yeah. I've been using that on every call. That is bussin'. That is busting
1: And I, I love that you talked about how everybody's different because I was just at convention last week, and we were, I was talking to another hitter who needs data. Like, he wants all the data before he goes up to bat. Like, he wants to know what pitches are going to come early on in the count. He wants to know this. And, like, I was talking to Natasha Watley. She was also at convention. And her and I are more on the same wave, wavelength. We wanted a little bit of data, right? Like, does she throw fast? Great. Um, where's the defense? Great. Like, let's read that. But um, we wanted to go for pitches that we knew we could hit hard. And if we felt like we wanted it we went for it like it was like we do not think about all of these xyz and numbers like and some people are completely different they want all the information prior but i also heard a very famous coach say too much information could hurt you in some ways but some people need more some people need less like i need less <laughs> i need less yeah
0: but you know that Always. because you, Ruth, you have been an advocate for journaling. You journaled, you, you figured out what Ashley's beautiful swing looks and feels like. You could repeat it. I really didn't
1: journal until oh, really? later though. I will say that uh-huh. in college, but it took when, when I started, it was later in okay. college, like senior year. But when I started journaling, it was like, what mindsets were my approach better with? So that's where I actually figured out that I don't want a lot of information. Mm -hmm. I was just good up until then. And I didn't know why I was good. But then I started doing the journaling. It's probably why I'm coaching now because now I've actually gone back. Hindsight is 2020 as to like what worked, um, what didn't work. Um, But yeah, it took until then for me to fully be able to lock in and say, oh yeah, this is what Ashley needs. But again, you need things that are different. Susie needs other things. Amanda needs other things. Like everybody needs their own pie and know what goes into their pie in order for them to be successful. Um, okay, this has been really great. Speaking, okay, you said mentor. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I'm surprised. I'm I'm excited about the surprise. Okay, so I told you there was a part of me that knew I wanted to give more to athletes. Okay. My in-person lessons, they're kind of like my guinea pigs, I will say, because Whatever they need, I kind of give them. But from like a virtual perspective, I know not everybody has access to some sort of a mentor, some someone who they can just sit down with and be like, Ashley, I need to work through the recruiting process. I need to know what should I write in emails? I need to like, what do I say to a coach? if They call me September 1st, exactly. Like, things like that. But also give a little bit deeper um, More hands on training, too. Like, if you are committed, you want to play in college, or you want to be one of the best athletes in the state, I want to be able to give you what you need in order to make that happen. So, when it comes down to, you know, more intricate, specific journaling practices for you, or a specific hitting program for you, I am now going to offer that virtually.
0: That's amazing. Beyond just your local, right? Because you work with a lot of athletes, you don't have to be local to get this kind of level. Let's go.
1: Yeah. So I was trying forever. And this is just like, before Amanda and I decided to record, we were kind of going over like intricacies of like what it could look like, but truly it's kind of perfect. We just talked about it. Everybody needs different things. So one of the things that I want to offer is like a monthly call where it's like, you plan how this hour is going to go. What do you need? What do you need most? Let's go riff on that for an hour. Like I've had a lot of virtual calls with like former members of my academy. And like, one of them will be like, I want to specifically talk about the high pitch. How can we hit it better? <laughs> or I want to specifically talk about how we can put together a training program for like the off season to make sure I am as prepared like, as I can be for high school tryouts. Cause I want to make varsity as a freshman." whatever it is. Like it's more of that hand-holding approach of like exactly what you need. I want to be able to give you.
0: Well, I think that goes hand in hand with, you know, the word mentorship is what, what do you need and how do you put that in a really cool container of, Hey, if you need a session where we're off the tee on zoom or, you know, mm-hmm. where it's similar to your VHA academies, but it's one, the power of one. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah.
1: It's, it's way more specific one-on-one work. It's really cool. Yeah. I, I wanted to mention it only because if you're listening to this the day this decide, this is coming out, which is December twenty seventh. a Wednesday,
0: right? You air on Wednesdays. That's a Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, yep. listeners. So in
1: f- <laughs> Happy Wednesday, in four days, this option is going to be available. I love it. Four.
0: Can I can I ask you a Gosh. question?
1: No. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> when it comes to recruiting stuff, let's let's riff on this a little bit. So. I feel like a lot of my students that I work with inside my programs ask me some of those questions and I don't feel like I have the answers for them. Even my one-on-ones, I'll give them advice for recruiting, but you Mm -hmm. had mentioned something to me. Can I push you out of your comfort zone? I would love for you to brag. I know you're just going to turn.
1: I'm just going to turn red, probably. What What did
0: Sue Enquist and Hutch tell you that you told me when you talked with them?
1: (laughs) Um, both of them have spoken to my Academy members and on those calls, they literally like took me, I like, couldn't breathe after they said this, they said any college coach in the country, if Ashley is calling them, they are going to answer the phone.
0: That's incredible.
1: And in my head, I'm like, really? Yeah, but
0: you know why, but why (laughs) tell us why?
1: I don't know why probably. Okay. Probably because I'm not going to lie to you. Like. Like if I'm going to have somebody advocate for me, I was lucky enough to play for a program where we had um, the leader of our travel organization. He had very good relationships with college coaches all over the country. Mm -hmm. And based on what we wanted as players, he got to know us. He got to know what we wanted. He then reached out to certain coaches that he knew would maybe be interested. And if not, lead us to a coach that would be. So, um, you know, through that, I've I've learned the power of having someone to speak for you when you can't speak for yourself. So until you're, I think it's September first of your junior year, no college coach can call you, but they can talk to your coaches. They can talk to, they can't talk to your parents. I don't even think if they're coaches. I don't know that rule, but um, but someone like me, let's say if I'm your hitting coach, like they could call me and I could tell them exactly what I see. Like this girl, she is the most driven kid I've ever worked with. Like I, I don't want to say I'm a salesperson, but it kind of becomes a salesy thing because you have to be able to sell your kid, but I'm not going to lie and say, this kid works out seven days a week when she only works out one. Like, but what I, but what I think would be cool with this program is like being able to, you know, help you develop whatever you need based on the goals that you have. So if you say you want to go play for Purdue university, I can tell you firsthand what that's going to take but also from a work ethic standpoint, from a, what clinic should you go to? What camp should you go to? I'm going to be able to tell you that specifically based on your scenario. This is what you're going to need to do for it.
0: I, I want that that for every single one of my athletes. (laughs) I want that for when I played because it's such a hard area. So, okay. I do have to brag on you for one more thing. If, one mm-hmm. of my girls wants hitting help. I immediately send them to you because I know that what you're teaching is not only mechanically safe, but it's going to get good results because there's a lot of fluff out there. And do you want to sure. be taught by, yeah. you know, a coach that has been, you know, it's, it has been in it for so long. Are they teaching up to date mechanics? Are they teaching correct mm-hmm. swing mechanics? And I would not trust anyone other than you to, to teach hitting. Like I've, I've used some of the things Thanks. that you've taught me just messing around in the cages. It's like, can I, can I go back and do my career? Yeah. I mean, you kind of want somebody to be
1: like a nerd in their, in their area. And for hitting that is my, I'm, I literally spent way too much money at convention buying tools. That'll help my hitters just because I know specifically, like, for example, there's this one tool, man, I really wish I could like tell them what it's called, but you wear it on your top two fingers of your Mm -hmm. hands and it helps you from rolling over. And I'm like, how cool is that tool? And then I came home with it and I came home with Canwood bats, and I literally bought a $450 tool for my hitters because I know it's going to help them. But like, you want the people that are obsessed with the area of their expertise that'll like, that just want to keep learning to be your coach, you know? And like, from a, like, this is where I'm excited about this because this is the first time I'm launching a VIP option and like, it's only going to get better in year two and it's only going to get better in year three. Like, I think that's the fun part about what you and I do is like, this is the first time I'm doing it. You're going to hold me accountable to many things that I'm sharing and want to share with other people. But at the end of the day, it's only going to keep getting better. So I'm only opening this up to 10 people, by the way.
0: And I, I, uh, we did ask this before we recorded, but I'm going to gift your followers scholarships for somebody who's serious about this. We want to put our powerhouse availability together. The fact that you're opening this VIP makes me so happy. I want to gift five scholarships to the fearless warrior program that if they're committed to the hitting side of things, and you're a strong advocate for the mental side. And I know you do mental training inside VHA as well. I would love to gift. But if you want to dive deep, I would love to gift five scholarships for your VIPs. Five. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Amanda, it's worth it. The thing is, is that if they can grow and they have these big goals, that's the other thing is that if you get on the phone with those college coaches and you say, not only are you going to get a physical prowess, she's mentally strong. Mm -hmm. She can back it up. Mm -hmm. These Mm -hmm. are the tools that we wish we would have had. Yeah.
1: I think what you're so good at is you're able to help an athlete, not just like find her confidence, but like keep it. And, like, learn how to get it back if they ever, like, fall fall back in it. Like, anything. Like, if you you want to think of, like, your curve, your line. Like, you don't want your highs to be too high or your lows to be too low. But if they can kind of just exist close to that line, you're really good at helping them, you know, stay even keeled when they need to. Tell themselves that they need to when they're nervous, when they're not. Like, you're an expert. So, you, are you seriously going to give yeah. five? Like, so, if people buy my VIP... So let's just say this the first five people that buy VIP are going to get your program yep let's do
0: it. Joining forces and how long's your program? Our next program so this is actually really cool. We talked about this before you're launching your opening enrollment again for VHA January 1 right mm-hmm. 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 Our mm-hmm. program we're doing our free challenge January 1st through the fifth as an introduction but we will start on January 21st. So they'll, they'll get in.
1: Oh, shoot. So this it's is like, like perfect.
0: Yeah. It's perfect. And we go for this 12 is like, weeks. Right away. So is, is VHA six months? VHA
1: is six months. Yes. Yes. At a time. So yeah. So you're going to get this for six months and you will have access to Amanda's amazing courses. Oh, I just want to pop in and like learn from you too. So, who know, who knows? I'll just like pop in during one of your Sunday video calls.
0: I'll be like, hey guys, I'm just gonna also we kind of talked about this before the podcast. We need to record another one. 2024 is gonna be amazing. Oh
1: man. I'm so pumped.
0: It is. And I'm so glad to just have you in my
1: corner to help make sure it's great. Like, I'm coming to your retreat. It's happening. Let's go. July. No doubt in my head. Yes. Okay. So for people that are like, okay, we're kind of excited. I would say get on my VIP wait list real fast because you're going to be the first to know like when everything drops and everything like that but um i am so grateful that amanda is going to be offering this to you guys because it only makes like what we are going to be doing in this in these six months like heightened because if you can take your physical game your mental game go all in on both like who knows like by summer you guys just think of how confident you're going to be by the, by your summer games, like the most important games of the season.
0: I mean, we're, t- we're talking as soon as you get done with VHA, which, you know, you continue, but we're talking our, our program, you'll graduate in April and you'll graduate from the first round of VHA in June. And then it's go baby. 2024.
1: Let's it's go. go. Time. Amazing. Oof! I'm so excited.
0: Um, for,
1: those of you who are like, oh my gosh, what exactly is this VIP going to include? Amanda and I are actually going to be talking about this, <laughs> specifically what it's going to be. So like we're recording this one of December 12th, yep. by the time you're listening to it, every single thing that you can find inside of the VIP package or just the regular VHA for six months, all those packages is going to be on my enrollment page, which I have linked also below as well. Anything else? I'm so excited um, about this. And thank you for wanting to share this because it's a lot easier to talk about your favorite thing in the world with one of your favorite people in the world.
0: So I'm okay. grateful for you. Can I air this on my podcast? We'll just keep we'll keep rolling. The impact is incredible. <laughs> sure. right? like if we can change sure. the game it, the, the impact yeah. is this is about elevating our our community and our game and our sport. like mm-hmm. I would there's nobody else I would rather do this with.
1: Sure. Absolutely. And if you haven't listened to Amanda's podcast, go do it. Okay, we're Midwesterners. We're just gonna keep talking about each other for another half hour, but our time has is up. We have decided. It is it is go time. But go follow Amanda and her podcast. Go look at the show notes and you'll be able to kind of find everything that maybe you're interested in. But so excited about this journey. 2024, it's gonna be the best year yet for all of us. Everybody, everybody listening and us. Bustin. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Busting. Love you, girl. Love you, too. Oh, my gosh. I finally told you my secret, and it feels so good. I wanted to create a hands-on mentorship like this for so long. I just didn't know how I wanted to do it. And I want to get it absolutely right, which is why I'm only allowing 10 athletes to mentor in early 2024. In VHA, we talk about how to build our goals and our dreams, but now with the VIP membership, you're actually going to get me helping you make the big decisions in your career. And for some of you, that's even calling college coaches on your behalf. Surreal. I've wanted to do this forever. I've done this for my in-persons, but now it's being offered at the virtual level. I'm so excited about this. And if you are too, head to www.ashleybetraining.com, head over to that VHA tab, and you will learn everything that you need to know about this new VIP membership. And also, if you're just interested in VHA in general, which is included in the membership, head there too, and you'll be able to see the blueprint of what you can expect for 2024 when it comes to VHA and the new things to come. I'm so excited about this, and I hope you are too. If you enjoyed this episode of when the cleats come off, please share it with one friend or even better share it with a friend and leave us a little review. It's the easiest way you can promote this podcast, help us get the word out and truly just help make our game grow even more. And don't forget to join the when the cleats come off community where you can share some of your favorite moments from this episode with a community eager to learn how they can be better for their athletes too. You can find that link in the show notes. I can't wait to see who's inside. Thank you so much for your support of the podcast, and I am so excited to create more episodes like this one for you. Don't forget to stay awkward, stay humble, and keep smiling, and I'm so excited to see who's going to be in VHA in 2024. I'll see you next week.
0: Hey, it's Coach A.B., I'm so glad you're listening to this very episode because it means you're interested and care about the mental side of our game. And if you know anything about Ashley and I, we really encourage all of our athletes to take time to understand what our mental skills and how they can help you. And if you're a parent or a player or even a coach and you want to learn more about this, I would love to invite you to the Fearless Warrior Program. It is our proven mental skills training program. It's a 12-week group experience, and we have worked with hundreds of athletes virtually, just like the Virtual Hitting Academy. Even if you're not in the Virtual Hitting Academy and you're not one of our VIPs, but you want VIP access, use code AshleyB50 by going to fearlesswarriorprogram.com forward slash enrollment. That special code will give you $50 off enrollment of the Fearless Warrior Program. And as you're listening to this, our enrollment will be opening on January 7th through January 14th. So if this is something you're interested in, please follow the information below and Ashley B50 will give you $50 off enrollment.